So just before we finish up today's show, I want to let you know about my next group program, my health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health, if this is what you're doing and my podcast is motivating you to get started, is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that, as well as digestion, because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. And so I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body, as well as sugar. Where is it sneaking into your diet, even when you're trying to be careful? Unfortunately, it's in everything these days, and so it does tend to sneak in. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success on your detox program providing recipes and meal plans, et cetera, so that you can truly enjoy the benefits of getting those toxins out. I've never had someone get to the end of my program and go, gee, I wish I didn't do that. Instead, I get to hear all of their amazing success stories like, wow, my I have such mental clarity now. My aches and pains are gone. I'm sleeping better. My bloating and gas and indigestion is gone. So I love hearing that. It motivates me to keep sharing with others because I truly do believe when we get the toxins out, when we create a body that is inhospitable to disease and we make it a lifestyle, that we can get rid of the chronic illness that we have in our world today. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. And if you have any questions, book a call with me so we can chat and figure out, is this the right program for you? I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and today I have another wonderful guest with me, Patrick Louie. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks, Melissa. Awesome to be on the show. I'm excited to have you here and the conversation that we are going to have today. But first, I just want to introduce you a little bit to the audience. As the founders of Living Well Solutions, Patrick and his wife, Winnie, have made it their mission to see an end to cancer, chronic illness, mental health impacts across Canada by introducing a holistic healthcare system to workplaces. To achieve their vision, they are connecting wellness providers, workplaces, and insurance benefits that provide funding for all types of holistic wellness modalities, whether they address body, mind, or soul. Ultimately, their goal is to help families lead healthier and happier lives, help workplaces realize the profitability of wellness, and empower true healthcare over sick care, 
for a better future of all. So you have to know after listening to my podcast that I am all about all of this as well. And so there is such perfect alignment in my vision and then in what Patrick is doing. And he's kind of on the other side of it, helping people have easier access to my work and the work of many other healers as well. So I absolutely love what you're doing, Patrick. It's so important. And thank you very, very much. Thank you. Yeah. So you didn't always do this though. And I know you had your own health struggle that became, you know, kind of the impetus to take you down this path. So I would love for you just to do a a little introduction of who you are and what you've come through to get to where you're at today. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I don't remember the year exactly, but it was probably around 2014 or 2015. Um, We had some, some severe forest fires here in BC And that particular year, it was so bad that actually drifted all the way from the interior of BC uh, to the coast, uh, where where I'm here in Metro Vancouver. And and I was out and about, I was trying to stay healthy. So I was doing jogging, I was doing dragon boat, I was doing canoeing. And I think I got a little too much smoke exposure. And so I ended up developing uh, a cough, uh, which turned into a chronic cough, in fact, lasted almost two months. And it was about a month in and uh, I, I just couldn't figure it out. So my wife suggested that I go see the doctor. And so I, I went to a walk-in clinic and the doctor spent a, about five minutes with me, asking me a few things, including uh, if I've ever had asthma. And when I replied, no, he actually looked uh, very puzzled. And so he he, he draw down a few notes and then said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have you try out this inhaler. Uh, it's, for, it's for asthma. Um, I, know, I know you say you don't have it, but I want you to try it out anyways. So I took it home and tried it out for a couple of weeks, but my, my cough did not get any better. So I went back uh, to the doctor again and he says, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know what's causing it. I don't know how, how, to, how to help you, except maybe I'll give you a stronger dose, I'll give you a stronger inhaler. And at that point, I'm thinking, well, you just told me you don't know what's wrong with me. You don't know how to help me. And I don't really know the long-term effects of using this inhaler since I don't, I don't have asthma. And so uh, I refused the prescription and I went home and uh, my wife actually started uh, doing a Google search. Now, I, I know Dr. Google is not the best way to approach healthcare, but it, it, it's, all, it's, it's all we knew back then. Sometimes that's what we feel like is our only option when we feel like our doctor hasn't been able to help us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we started coming across things for, for, for a chronic cough, and we decided to look into essential oils. Uh, so we mm-hmm. got ourselves a diffuser, um, got some eucalyptus uh, tea tree oil, and, and tried using that. And it helped a little bit, but not quite enough. And then we started trying out this uh, Chinese white flower oil and put that in their diffuser. Right. And to my amazement, after a couple of weeks, my cough cleared up. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, I've actually used diffusers and oils for the same reason. Um, okay. Because we too in Whistler have had the impact of smoke. And yeah. my daughter who does have asthma not chronic or anything but it'll kick in when she's sick it was kicking in then as well right and rather than having to use the inhaler all the time it was better to be using the 
the natural oils in the diffuser yeah. to help clear her pathways, right? Yeah. So yeah. how powerful is that to figure out that the oils could actually resolve your, your cough issue? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, knowing that it's, it's natural gave, me, gave us, you know, more, more peace of mind. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've heard about the side effects of, of, of long-term usage of, of prescription medication. So, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't want to fall into that. 100%. And it also shows just that smoke inhalation. I mean, the forest fires, nobody wants them. They happen. But it's, again, it's another toxicity in our world. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And especially when you can feel the particulate in your throat, which I know I can if I'm outside too much, yeah. and the fires are really bad, right? And that's causing damage and hence why you ended up with a cough. And I'm always talking about toxins in our world today and how it's impacting our health. And here's a classic example, but mm-hmm. you're also able to do something about it and resolve it naturally yeah yeah absolutely yeah and it was it was uh, the irony that I was I was trying to stay healthy and I got yes. really sick because of that exactly so sometimes there are times when you know when the our forest fire smoke is so bad that we it's actually healthier on those days to stay inside and shut our windows yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and to what also I mean your doctor was per- perplexed and he didn't really know what to do and he admitted that but you know sometimes it's that i've seen it before as well well that didn't if that prescription doesn't work come back and we'll give you mm-hmm. a bit a higher dose right yeah. and that isn't necessarily the answer either okay maybe it helps sometimes because the lesser dose wasn't enough and then the higher dose helps people but i also question if it didn't work at all in the first place how does giving more of it make mm-hmm. it Right. And so that's something that I struggle with because I do hear a lot of people tell me that, that, you know, the first prescription I had didn't work. And then the doctor just wanted to give me more. And I know I've experienced that myself too. So we all have to take responsibility for our own health and we have a right to question things with our doctors. We have a right to get second opinions and we also certainly shouldn't be putting all the onus on our deck on our doctor to fix us or mm-hmm. heal us, right? Yeah, it's not actually their responsibility to do that, right? They're trying to help us, but I think many people have a belief that I get sick, I go to the doctor, they make us better. They're not making yeah. us better. That's not their responsibility. They're guiding us based on their knowledge. But if they don't have all the knowledge, and let's face it, no one person can, mm-hmm. then we also have to step into looking for second opinions or alternative options, et cetera, and yeah. take that responsibility ourselves. Because when we're part of the process, the body is much more likely to heal because we're yeah. invested in it and we believe we can heal. That's right. And, and in, in the end, if a recommendation that a doctor makes doesn't help you, it's not the doctor who has to live with, with your disease or illness. It's, it's you. Right. Absolutely. And so that's the other piece of it that I've been talking about just last month. I was talking about intuition mm-hmm. show, right? And so it's listening to your own intuition, listening to your body, which will help you navigate this path and come to you know, the right decision and the right next steps. Because it's you living with it. It's you listening to your body 
and your body's trying to ask you to do something differently. Yeah. I, I had heard that that um, a long time ago, maybe hundreds of years ago, we, we had a better ability to listen to our bodies, but that was something that we as society, as people have lost over time. I agree a hundred percent. And we've only lost it because we've got so busy. Right. Right. Yeah. And we don't slow down enough to listen to our bodies, to tune in. So we yeah. all have intuition, right? It's just a matter of, are we listening to it? Are we using it? Are we slowing down enough? And mm -hmm. yeah, that was my last month's theme for um, the month of June, 2022. So if anybody's interested in diving into that, you can check out those previous podcasts. But for today, um, I would love for you to share some information, Patrick, because you just know all of this information inside out. It's your area of expertise, but I would love for you to share what are the hidden costs of our free healthcare system here in Canada? Yeah, and, and I believe that uh, this sort of uh, perception or misconception of free healthcare is actually what's holding us back from true healthcare, from true healing, uh, because we rely on the medical system so much. And, and so some of the things that, uh, so, so as, as I alluded to in my story, um, the first part is that your doctor doesn't really spend any time with you. You might get five, 10, maybe 15 minutes. And as you've discussed before in previous episodes, uh, how much does your doctor really get to know you in that short amount of time and really understand those, those underlying conditions? And so, so the, the first thing I would say is basically you, you don't really get that, that sort, of, um, sort of deeper understanding of your health background. That's really needed for a, a proper diagnosis and proper treatment protocol. Uh, that would be the first thing. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, that, that, the second thing uh, I would say is the wait time to see specialists. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I know so many people nowadays struggle uh, with their mental health. And uh, in terms of public supports available for that, a doctor might give you a referral to see a psychiatrist. Um, but the average wait, at least it was a few, few years ago, it was an average wait of, of over eight weeks uh, to, to see that specialist. Right. And for a lot of people, um, their mental health can really deteriorate significantly in, in, in those mm -hmm. eight weeks. It can, it can be mm -hmm. a long time. Yes. Or, and feel like a really long time, those eight weeks for those yeah. people, right? Yeah. I mean, every day can feel like, like, like a long time. Never mind eight, eight weeks. Exactly. And also, um, I just want to go back to your point about doctors only getting five or 10 or 15 minutes with you. That's not doctor driven, though. That's system driven, mm -hmm. right? So the doctors are being told, this is all you get with each individual. And it seems to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that that number of minutes that they get with a patient is being reduced over time. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have the exact numbers on, on that. And it, it, it does vary per patient. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I do know it, it's because doctors have the burden. And like you said, it's not, it's not entirely their fault. It is mm -hmm. having the burden of running their practice as a business. So they have everything else to do uh, as a business owner on top of actually seeing patients and uh, providing that advice. Right. And it just makes it very hard to do that in such a short amount of time when yeah. you don't have the full picture, right? Yeah. The other um, thing that is problematic um, that I know you have information about is um, patients paying out of pocket 
for medical mm. treatments in Canada. So even though we have free healthcare, it's free healthcare to a certain point. That's right. Yeah. So not many people actually know this, but under the Canada Health Act, um, and, to, and to a degree to the provincial programs, only uh, prescription medications administered inside hospitals are, are actually guaranteed to be covered or you know free. Uh, right. Medications outside of a hospital may or may not come with a cost, right. and, and and oftentimes they do. And one of the one of the stories, actually, I hear a lot of stories about. Um, couples, husbands or, or wives facing cancer. And with, with the recommended treatments for them, uh, their, their cancer medications are still costing them several thousand dollars per month to receive those treatments. And with, with well, actually one, one story that I heard uh, a number of years back, it was this married mother of two and, and actually her story made onto the news. She had a massive GoFundMe campaign because mm -hmm. she had exhausted all her options here in Canada. Nothing was working for her. So she was seeking an experimental treatment in the US. But this experimental treatment had a price tag of $250,000. So yeah. a significant amount of money for, for almost any family. Right. So she started, so her family started a GoFundMe page. And I, I, I remember seeing the interview with her on TV and I, I could, I could, I could feel, I, I could hear the, the sort the fear and, and panic desperation in, in her voice as she was going through this interview. But unfortunately, they only raised half the amount, which is a significant amount, $125,000 she That's raised, a lot of money. But, yeah. but it was, it wasn't enough right. for the treatment. So unfortunately she didn't make it. And it's really sad when it comes down to, you know, it, costing that much money which any family with you know young kids they don't just have that readily available yeah. and then you know you know even through gofundme how what other options do you have to be raising the funds yeah so i mean as, as someone with an insurance background there are insurance solutions available and some people do raise enough money through gofundme mm -hmm. but at, at the same time these treatments are, are not guaranteed to save your life. Right. So you could have, you could have gone through all that and still not have it work. So, I mean, even though the having platforms like GoFundMe and having insurance solutions are important, um, in my opinion, prevention is, is still better than, than after the fact. Absolutely. hundred percent. And also to your point, when you're under that much stress of not knowing where you're getting the funds from in order to pay for your treatments, that stress is weakening your immune system through yeah. that entire time as well. Right. Yeah. And it's making the whole situation worse. So absolutely prevention is a thousand times better, right? It's yeah. really, to me, it's the only way let's do everything we can to prevent because we're going to pay now or we're going to pay later anyway. Right. Yeah. But why don't we pay now for preventative healthcare that allows us to live fully and you know with full energy and vitality and loving yeah. life and getting the benefits of what we're paying for versus paying later when we're paying for a treatment that as you said has no guarantee mm -hmm. or we're even you know in our 70s 80s and we're now paying for 10 years in a nursing home yeah. in 
North America, that's the average amount of time people spend in a nursing home at the end of their life. But what quality of life is that? Instead of paying for that down the road and also having family members struggling to figure out how they're going to pay for that, pay now so that you're increasing your chances significantly of not ever needing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, who, who wants to live the last 10 years of your life in a nursing home uh, instead of living it full of life, full of vibrancy, uh, you know, spending time with your, your loved ones and instead of, you know, in, in a, in a long-term care facility. Uh, I agree hundred percent. That's the path I choose to be on. And it's the yeah. path my grandmother got to live and she's the one who I'm following, you know, she lived right to the very end by herself, fully cognitively functioning until she passed in her sleep at 101. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, I want to be on that path, but I know that based on my childhood and where I grew up and the times that we live in now with more toxins, et cetera, et cetera, that I have to do more than she ever did in order to make sure I get on that. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I would love you to also share like some information around chronic illness and mental health challenges in terms of stats that I believe you have um, to share with the audience. Yeah, and I, I share this in, in my presentations and, and workshops, but mm-hmm. uh, some of the, you know, there are so many numbers, but a few of the key ones that I often share is the, the rates of chronic illness in Canada. Uh, so it's estimated that 44% of Canadian adults struggle with at least one chronic condition. And these are common ones like diabetes, asthma, uh, heart disease. Uh, mental health issues, cancer, Alzheimer's, you name it, that, that, that's on the list. And this is coming from the Public Health Agency of Canada. So right. this is coming from the government itself that's compiled uh, these stats. And so that's 44%. Yeah, 44%. Right. So just under half, but if and, you go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so basically you can look around and at 44%, if you're in a group of, you know, three to four people, then somewhere between um, two and three people in that group are struggling. Yeah, yeah. And there were, and I mean, it's talking about, about half the population, that's the number given by the Canadian Cancer Society uh, a, a number of years back, where they predicted that one in two Canadians will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. And of those one in two, one in four will pass away from their disease. Wow. So, so they're saying one eighth of our population is predicted to die from cancer. Wow. And that's just, it's staggering. It is staggering. It really is. And especially when, again, if there is more focus on the preventative side, we could also have a whole lot of education around some of the known causes of cancer, right? Yeah. You know, when I teach, I'm talking about sugar and our cancer cells having 15 times the um, sugar receptors mm-hmm. and healthy cell, right? So when we're eating sugar, which is in everything, yeah, we're feeding our cancer cells, yeah, right. And I've had cancer myself. I've had melanoma, and it was nine years ago. Unfortunately, it was all excised, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and the oncologist yeah. told me it was, you know, I'm cured. But I was like, how do you actually know that I'm cured? Like it mm-hmm. could have moved through my body, right? Right. Yeah. And so that was part of me also starting detoxing and starting to increase what I was doing from a preventative point of view in order to make sure that that cancer didn't come back again. 
because yeah. there is so much that we can do in terms of our nutrition, our exercise, our sleep, you know, our stress levels, etc. that when we change all those lifestyle factors, we can recover from chronic illness. Yeah. We can also implement them before we ever have chronic illness so that we don't have to get the chronic illness. Yeah. <laughs> I know is what you're all about and why I'm here teaching and have this podcast and do the work that I do because chronic illness does not have to be a life sentence. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and, and it doesn't have to be a given either. I know so many people say, well, my parents or my grandparents had this cancer or, or they had Alzheimer's. So, you know, I'm destined to get it too eventually. Um, but, you know, through, through your work, through your education that you've shared, I mean, we, we now know that that doesn't have to be true. Uh, there, yeah. is, there, there is a lot that we can control. Yes. And so just to reiterate that, that's the power of epigenetics, right? Yeah. Which is a relatively new science in the last 10 years that shows that our health outcomes are not simply dictated by our genes, which we used to think they were. But we know that's not true anymore. It's a combination of our genes and the environment that we create inside our body, which is created by our lifestyle factors that I was just talking about, right? And that's 95% of the equation, or I should say 90 to 95%. And our genes are five to 10% of the equation. And what I love about that is it just gives us so much power in our own health journey. Yeah. That if, okay, our parents had Alzheimer's, rather than being resigned to it and doing nothing, you can go, I don't want to have Alzheimer's. I don't want to trigger those genes in that five to 10% of the equation. So yeah. I'm going to work over here in the 90 to 95% portion of the equation on my lifestyle factors to ensure those genes never get turned on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I absolutely love that, that you can really be empowered in your own health journey instead of just, just w- waiting for disease. Exactly. Exactly. Why wait for disease? Because by the time the body's diseased, it's that much harder to come back from. Yeah. We still can with all of the right lifestyle interventions, et cetera, et cetera. We can still come back, but it's much harder and it takes much longer to come back from yeah. than if we just don't get there in the first place. Yeah, Absolutely. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. So. Um, Please share how you help people uh, and your vision for transforming our society's approach to healthcare, because this is the piece that I love because it's so unique. And um, I'm so grateful that you are doing this and spreading this message and, and doing this work that people need. Yeah, thank you. So we, we work with uh, two, two different uh, groups, essentially. So one is workplaces mm-hmm. uh, and the other one is the employees. Uh, so in, in terms of workplaces, we uh, we work with small to medium-sized businesses uh, who I would consider more progressive, more, more socially conscious. So the, these companies are dedicated to uh, resolving uh, mental health issues, chronic illness, 
uh, they're committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the environment and other social causes. So more on the more progressive side, and they might have a diverse and a varied workforce with very diverse needs. And they're wondering how to support all of that with a very limited budget. And, and that's where we come in with, with our holistic health model. Uh, and on the flip side with the employees, uh, so what we do is we introduce them to the holistic healthcare model. So bringing in uh, amazing practitioners like yourself to come in to do workshops, to educate, uh, to show them that there are solutions and resources outside of the medical and even paramedical systems and to be able to resolve virtually any, any, any health concerns that, that they might have, uh, including, as you mentioned before, conditions that, are, that many medical professionals would consider incurable or lifelong, that, that there are solutions to that, that are available to them. And then the, the second part of the equation is recognizing that, well, a lot of these programs are not covered and they're not free. So we provide the insurance model that will let someone choose their own health journey, whether it, whether it addresses body, mind, or spirit. So we, we empower the employee, the individual, to choose whatever path to health and wellness makes sense to them and not dictated by, by government programs or, or typical insurance programs. Which all of that is amazing. I mean, you're just taking the extended benefits type program and making it much more personalized for individuals, yeah. right? So instead of just saying everybody gets vision, everybody gets dental, everybody gets this. Now, as I understand it, the employees can kind of put together their own package based on what their own personal needs are. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you, you might have uh, employees who are kind of starting out uh, in their career. And so they might be dealing with student debt. They might be buying their first home. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, you might have someone who is closer to retirement and maybe they're taking care of their parents. Maybe they're a family caregiver and they have to balance that along with their job. And maybe they're, because of that, the stress of that, they're starting to develop their own chronic conditions. So th those two ends of the spectrum, they have very diverse needs from each other. And so what, what our program does is let each person choose which path that they wanna take. I love it. And then also from the benefit of the employer that, Initially, employers might be thinking, well, that's going to cost me way more money if these employees can do whatever they want in their own programs. But when we look at it, not, and maybe from a dollars and cents, you can even show that it costs less. But when we look at the bigger picture in terms of we've got happier employees, we've got less turnover, we've got healthier employees, we've got employees with, you know, better brain function and more focus and therefore more productivity, et cetera. All of that impacts their bottom line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, a, a couple of points there. Uh, so first of all, it actually doesn't have to be more expensive than their current program uh, because of, of the way that the flex model works. We can take an existing budget that they're already spending on and because, because you're giving employees a fixed budget and they're, they're actually choosing the supports that matter most to them. So the employer is not paying for benefits that they're not using. Mm. So, so there's, 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 it, it could be more costs on one end, but there's savings on the other end. So it could come out in the wash. Right. Actually. Right. Yeah. And, and to your point about the increased productivity and happiness. Um, yeah. There, there have been studies done showing the ROI of a ha healthier, happier, more engaged employee. Uh, in, in fact, one, one paper that I read uh, conducted a meta study 
of, of 56 papers, and they showed that the, the average ROI of a wellness program is $5.81 to every dollar invested in that program. Wow. So employers could, on average, generate five to six times the return on their investment right. uh, through a wellness program done right. Yes. So through a true wellness program. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I just love the idea that it's you know, focused on all types of practitioners and all types of healing modalities in the sense that in Canada right now, even under extended benefits, you can't get supplements covered. You wouldn't get essential oils covered, right? And yet that's what you needed to heal. But you could have had that inhaler that was doing absolutely nothing for you covered and nothing else, right? And so for some people, that means they can't afford to try other things. They can, they're just pigeonholed into, well, the inhaler's covered, so it's free. So that's my only option. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's the reality for, for many people today living with, with, with chronic illness. And that's, that's part of what we're trying to change here is, is to introduce a, a new way of approaching healthcare. Which I love all of it because I know that I saw some stats and it was in regards to type 2 diabetes, which of course is a chronic illness or labeled as a chronic illness, but it definitely doesn't have to be a lifestyle, a life sentence. You yeah. can absolutely reverse that type 2 diabetes when you start to change your lifestyle factors. And yet people who have been diagnosed with type two diabetes can be on over 24 other prescription medications because of how it affects other things in their body. Yeah. None of which is actually resolving the type two diabetes. It's simply masking the symptoms of all of the other effects of it on the body. Yeah. And then, and then, and I think the reason why people are on so many medications is because of the side effects. And now, now you're taking drugs for the original drugs. Exactly. To match the side effects. Exactly. Of the original drugs. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, is hugely problematic in and of itself. And especially for people who don't know that there is another way. Right. And that's the other piece that's so important here is the education of the fact that there is another way. Yeah. And that they can get second opinions and they can ask questions before just choosing to take the first drug, which triggers a symptom that they need another drug for, which triggers a symptom that they might need one or two more drugs for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it starts people on, on a slippery slope in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, I mean, we've probably all been in Costco where you see the lineups of people at the pharmacy and the (laughs) bags that they're leaving with, which have like, you know, I'm horrified if I see a bag with like six (laughs) medications in it, but sometimes you get bursting at the seams with what Uh, looks like 20. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's crazy. I mean, I take a lot of supplements because I know exactly what my body needs, what it's not getting because of our deficient soil systems, et cetera. But I know that there it's food right? That I'm not getting through my food because of deficient soil systems. So using the supplements to enhance that is helpful, but I consider that food and it's all natural versus chemical drugs that my body doesn't know how to deal with. Yeah. People don't, don't consider um, food as as your best medicine. Right. And it truly is. It truly is. And I believe it was Hippocrates who said that what (laughs) 2000 plus years ago that food, food is thy best medicine. Absolutely. So um, 
what does holistic healthcare and wellness mean to you? Yeah, so to me, it's really incorporating the, the whole of healthcare. So physical, mental, emotional, and for some people, even spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, it's incorporating all of that and really understanding how different things affect um, other parts of the body. Uh, for example, um, as, as, you, as you talk about the importance of gut health and how that influences things like your immunity uh, or your mental health. And I, I don't think, I think people, I think the, the medical model has really segmented that, mm-hmm. uh, has really put that into, into uh, different like specializations and silos and, and things like that. So they, they don't understand how, um, yeah, having a healthy gut impacts so many different things. And I, I, yeah, I have to share this story of, of how last year, uh, when we had that heat dome here in BC, yes. uh, I developed a, a blister or growth on, under my arm. and. So I, I, I had it checked out uh, virtually because they were doing virtual calls still. Right. And, the, my, and the doctor who looked at it um, after a few minutes said, okay, it looks like an infection, you need antibiotics. Didn't ask me about anything else I was doing because I've been working on my, on my gut health, my digestive health mm-hmm. uh, for, for a while now. And I knew that those antibiotics would have completely wrecked my, my di- digestive system Right. And, and all the work that you'd been doing. All the work that I, I, I've done. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, to do it. Right. Uh, so I, I, I just I dismissed the, uh, the prescription. And funny enough, I, I went back to an old friend, uh, Essential Oils. Yes. Uh, I, I applied some tea tree oil topically to the blister. And after a couple of weeks, it, it, it shrank and, and now it's gone. Amazing. I love that. And that's not damaging your gut in any way mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And that's something too, that I don't think people realize that it's not just one, uh, one whole course of an antibiotic that can wipe out our gut balance, but it's actually one dose can cause right. dysbiosis or imbalance in our gut. Right. And, you know, if we're, if antibiotics were introduced as a life or death situation. So yes, they are needed if they are going to save your life. Mm-hmm. But over the last 50 years, we've certainly started prescribing them way more frequently. And that's causing all sorts of gut health issues, which is the majority of the people that I work with in terms of my clientele. But also what's happening is we're building immunity to it. Yeah. And not only are we building immunity to it through the antibiotics that we take, but we also have, if anybody's listened to any of my health hacks, I recently did one on the antibiotics being fed to animals yeah, to help them grow faster so farmers can make more money and to keep them healthier in the insane conditions they're raised in. Mm -hmm. And then we're getting that through the meat that we're eating or the antibiotics because, you know, we're urinating out what we don't need. It's still getting into our water systems, et cetera. Yeah. So our bodies are being bombarded with them, unfortunately, even when we're not taking a prescription dose of antibiotics, but adding in more just causes real problems and may not even work because we might've built immunity. And when I work with people on healing their gut, we change the natural products that we're using to wipe out any overgrowth of yeast or bacteria monthly, because again, they can build immunity to those natural my antimicrobials etc that we use yeah 
So it's a very complicated system that we have. It is, yeah. Um, but I do love the connectivity between our gut and our brain, between all of our organs, between our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies that we may not stop and think about either. Yeah. But there's huge connection there. And to your point, our mainstream medical model tends to silo organs. You know, we yeah. only look at this organ or that organ, and we're not looking at how one thing is impacting the other, which is so important. So, so important yeah. in our health today. Yeah. And so, so, so largely ignored. Exactly. Unfortunately. Ex exactly. And yet, again, in the work that I do with women in particular, I'm looking at the stress system. I'm looking at, you know, being stuck in that state of chronic stress and then how that is impacting our hormonal imbalances, how our toxic load is affected by hormonal imbalances, mm -hmm. as well as we have these hormonal imbalances. And then because of the toxic load, we can't improve it because the liver can't detox the excess estrogen, etc. So yes. there's so much interconnectivity, but when we look at all of that, we can get to the root cause and we can use natural herbs, supplements, oils in order to help the body come back into balance. And then it will heal itself because I don't yeah. do any healing. I don't cure. I don't diagnose. I don't heal. I don't, that's not at all in my vocabulary, but I look for the imbalances. I look for the deficiencies. I look for the root cause. Yeah support the body and coming back into balance and it will take over and do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. The, the body heals itself if, if given the chance. Exactly. When we create that environment. Yeah. So a question that I love to ask all of my guests is what does don't wake, wait for your wake up call mean to you? Yeah. So, so to me, it, it means being proactive about your health, uh, being your own best advocate for your, for your own personal health so that you don't end up one day in the doctor's office with that dreaded diagnosis of cancer or some other unimaginable disease. I love it. Very simple and eloquent. Thank <laughs> you so, so much. And for people that might want to reach out to you, either to learn more about what you offer to employees or bringing it to their own workplace, if they're like, hey, I want something like that. I want my employer to offer something like that. Uh, how do they reach out to you and uh, connect with you so that we can get this into even more workplaces? Yeah. So, so people, uh, I'm happy to have people email me at uh, patricklouis at livingwellsolutions.ca uh, or visit our website, www.livingwellsolutions.ca. And what we can do is we can set up a free workshop actually for a workplace where uh, myself and a, another um, holistic health expert and can come in and just kind of share uh, solutions for uh, a, a common struggle that um, that employees might, might be dealing with. I love that. That's awesome. So I highly encourage people who are listening to this to check that out because you might think that you have no impact yourself, but you just never know until you ask the question and see if your employer is open to a presentation yeah. to just learn about it because they don't even know that it's available, I bet. But no. you do now because you've listened to this podcast. And so now it's about sharing it with others and having those conversations. So thank you so, so much, Patrick, for all that you do. I absolutely love it. And it's a, a huge mission, but you haven't shied away from it. You step into mm -hmm. it full force and it's so important and it will impact so many lives over time. So thank you for all that you do. 
And what's just one last message that you would like to leave the audience in to motivate them to start their or jump into their health journey today? Yeah, I mean, so so for one, I mean, continue listening to Melissa's amazing podcast here. Uh, but also, like like myself, become your own best health advocate. You know, like keep an open mind, stay curious, uh, keep learning, and and decide for yourself. You know, you know, I don't want anyone, I don't want to influence anyone, uh, but I want you to decide for yourself how you want to live your life and whether, you know, whether it's the medical model, whether it's the holistic model, or whether it's a combination of both. You know, that you get to decide how, how you want to live your life. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Patrick. Thank you to the audience for listening. I hope you've uh, found this to be really informative. It's unlike any other show that I've done because, you know, this is something that's relatively new and you probably don't know about. So I hope it's been really helpful to you to learn about what Patrick's doing and Living Well Solutions. So thanks for joining us and see you again next week. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.